Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Even when I had stepped out of the workforce, I was still constantly trying to learn new things. And like I joined a board of directors for a local library and learned about how that worked and would take any kind of, if there was an online course or something available, always, you know, just always hungry for learning because that keeps your skills up to date. Certainly, if you just sit back and, and go stagnant, then that is going to lead to more confidence issues and problems. But if you can keep your skills up to date, I think there's a lot of opportunities out there. Thanks for joining us on the podcast where we talk about all things change, major shifts, life transformations. I'm Lisa Oz. And I'm Jill Herzig. And uh, we're talking today about a transition that hits so many women, which is you are maybe out there working, you are likely out there working, then family. Then family happens. And what does that do with do to your work life? How do you keep your work life on track? How do you deal with the terrific sense of conflict. I mean, I don't know about you, Lisa, but I felt like the second I had children, even just getting pregnant, it just reframed everything for me. Did you even take an hour off? Because you're superwoman. I know you gave birth, took the baby up in one arm, and then ran back into the office, I, no? No, I, I definitely, I actually had longer leaves than most people. I was super lucky. I was just in a position where I could, you know, well, actually, this is, it's a little bit of an interesting story. I got pregnant and was working for a magazine, and it folded when I was six months along. So then I moved to another magazine, and I worked till the bitter end of my pregnancy there, but I intentionally did not set up a staff job so that I could take six months off with Julia, my first. So I had a six-month leave, which really helped me work through the storm of emotions and 
um, you know, adjust, basically. And then I had four months off with my second. But I did not, you know, I, I took my leaves and that was it. And I do recall distinctly the day before I had Julia, I was doing a conference call with a writer and I was actually lying down under my desk which by that point in my pregnancy felt normal. I was like, you know what? It's more comfortable down here. So I think I'll just, I'll just take a little lie down while I talk to Stephen about his piece. Anyway, I digress. We want to get to our guest who helps, helps women navigate the, this uh, time of great change. Yes. Our, our guest today is the host of The 43%, which is a new podcast, which explores this exact area. She is Claudia Reuter. Claudia, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me. So uh, the title, the 43%, I, when I first saw it, I was like, what, what, what does that <laughs> refer to? And um, what are you seeking to explore through the conversations on this podcast? Yeah, so I, um, so 43% of women right now still do take time off, whether it's maternity leave or longer or a complete step out. But I started thinking about the fact um, that many of the women I've hired over the years in my career, the women I've worked with, we've all encountered different challenges when it comes to figuring out how to balance career and family. And there still seems to be a thread that everything's binary, that there's this ladder that you climb if you want to stay on the career path, and there's another set of options if you choose to stay at home. And so I, I really wanted to start to explore other stories and let especially younger women hear that whether you're staying in and leaning in 110% the whole time with foot on the gas, or if you need to take a step out, that that doesn't preclude you from having success. And so I've really just started to interview women across a whole number of different industries, not just women in tech or women in one industry or another, but women across, you know, who are doctors, lawyers, CEOs, and just let them share their stories and help people see sort of the, the messiness and blurriness of all this stuff. So it's been a pretty fun experience so far. But really just helping people see and hear other examples of what's possible. Okay, so I'm going to make you, I'm not really a numbers person, so I'm going to make okay. you go back and really define the 43% for us. So 43% of women are leaving the workforce after they have kids. Is that is that what the, what we're talking about? Yeah, so one of the, obviously everyone's familiar with the book Lean In by Sheryl Sandberg, and it's really such a great manifesto to encourage women and society to think about how to support women along their career paths and how do we get more women into leadership positions. And then in that book, I realized as I was reading it that, um, you know, there's there's a stat out there that 43% of women do step out. And that might, I'm not sure if that means they step out forever or if they step out for six weeks or they step out for a year. But there is a moment in time where people feel that, you know, there seems to be a, a, a a high number of women who still don't, it's not like you just come in and say, okay, I'm going to work for the next 30 years and I'll take a three-week break when I have kids and then go right back to it. That The fact that that stat does come up as a big number, I think there was also an article in The Atlantic a few years ago pointing to that statistic. Um, and even right now as millennial women are coming up, I think it's like a million a year I read in one of the articles are stepping out of the workforce at some point. And people are doing it for different reasons, right? There's the traditional idea we think of sometimes as the mom who's in a uh, married, you know, family and is in a financial position to step out. And then there's different challenges for women who maybe are single moms, 
not making a, an income that allows them to have to pay for care. Um, and so that becomes more affordable to actually stay home. So there's just a wide range of experiences. And I felt like the different stories that were out there just weren't getting told. And instead, we're kind of hearing, well, if you take the traditional path and you end up with an MBA or a law degree, here are the five things you can do. And I really wanted people to hear really the wide range of experiences that are out there. What's the biggest lesson you've learned from doing this podcast? And is there a piece of golden advice that you've gotten from one of your guests? So far, I mean, what's been astonishing to me is hearing over and over again the the things that are similar. I mean, at the end of the day, everyone's just doing their best. They're try everyone's trying to do a good job at work. Everyone no one's trying to do something wrong, right? Everyone's trying to be good at their job. Everyone's trying to be a good parent. And um, people are making the choices that make the most sense for them. But a theme that I keep hearing coming up, especially from people, from women who are on the other side of it, who maybe now are, you know, edging towards retirement or further along, they kind of say things along the lines of, hey, <laughs> you know, don't be worried. If I had to go back in time, I wouldn't spend so much time judging myself or uh, being anxious about what could happen, um, that there seems to be a sense of, look, in the end, you know, things things tend to work themselves out. Mm. So easy to say, though. <laughs> I mean, when you're in the throes of it, I've, you know, I've managed so many women. Mm -hmm. I've gone through this myself. I feel like both of us have counseled, you know, lots of people at the stage of life we're at. Mm -hmm. But those words, you know, when you are in it and you have a tiny baby or or an older kid, the sense, okay, it's all going to work out. But at 3 a.m. when you're doing a feeding and you know you have to be, yeah. you know, back up and running at 6.30, God, the thoughts can run around in your head. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I mean, I remember when I was pregnant with my first, who's now 16, I had really terrible morning sickness. Mm. So I was just throwing up all the time. I lived in New York at the time and I was throwing up everywhere I went, it seemed. And I remember thinking, how am I just going to do my job, let alone you know, be a parent. And it just, it, it is overwhelming when you're going through it. And um, yeah, it's hard. That's, that's just, so sometimes I think it's just helpful for people to hear just other stories. So I'm interviewing some people who are sort of on the other side of it. I'm also interviewing people who are in the throes of it right now, in the thick of it, so to speak. And are they honest about just the complete mess of it sometimes? Oh, yeah. And I think one of the other themes that comes up is one of the big challenges for people beyond even the baby years. It's just simply logistics. I mean, logistics of daycare or pickup and drop off. And it sounds um, like it's not that challenging, but it is. It really is. And then when you throw in, you're trying to step into your career, or lean into your career, and maybe a meeting is called at four in the afternoon. And that's exactly when there's transitions happening with school and home and all that stuff. Um, yeah, it's people, I think people feel conflicted about where where the right decisions are. And everyone everyone treats it a little differently. Yeah. So I know for both me and Jill, and I would assume for you and for most of the women that you're interviewing, they're only able to take time off and then go back to work because another woman is stepping in to mm. help with their home life, whether it's taking care of the kids or... Um, those women also have families. So yeah. do you ever interview someone who's maybe in the service industry, who's not on a high, not a doctor or a lawyer or a, a tech mogul, somebody who 
is actually supporting the rest of us. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I haven't yet, but I think it's a great idea um, because there there is, and we've talked about this, that idea that, you know, somebody is there taking care of kids. I have interviewed um, someone who's a teacher yeah. and someone else who um, was a children's librarian. Uh, and, you know, their perspective on really feeling connected to the, the working family as part of their their job as well. But I think that's a great idea to actually go back and interview <laughs> an actual guest. caregiver. Yes. <laughs> All right. When we come back, we're going to talk more about your job. Okay, sure. <laughs> Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Before the break, we were chatting with Claudia Reuter about her new podcast, The 43%. But I think part of what inspired you to do the podcast is your own experience, which was you were working, then you took time off, and then you came back and you launched your own tech firm. <laughs> so how do you go from, from being a stay-at-home mom to being a founder? Actually, it's one of the things I, I think a lot of, I think there's a big opportunity for women to think about getting more into entrepreneurship as a way to lean into a career, especially if you've taken time out. So I had I had stepped out of the workforce after I had my first child and then my second boy, uh, who's 
23 months younger, I had him. And then I was working on just brainstorming all different ideas. And I was feeling, I was actually feeling really creative at that stage of life also. And started to realize that a lot of the experiences I had as someone who I worked in tech for an investment bank um, and started to realize that the world of parenting where I was suddenly found myself um, was pretty low tech at that point. <laughs> and so I started thinking about just different different things I wish I had access to and started working on some business plans and some ideas for, you know, websites, ideas, and um started really exploring the idea of developing a baby book for new moms to track development. Um, my husband was uh, is a software developer, um, so we were both technical, and so he would brainstorm with me and um, basically launched a, a site just pretty low cost at that point to get something up and running um, and started to get, attract a number of different users. But as I was digging in and digging into it, started to realize that there was probably a more a deeper opportunity in the education space. I started going to conferences um, and launched a company that was building the, you know, we had a SaaS solution for schools and education programs who were working on accreditation and assessment. But all fundamentally the same idea of how do I track what's happening in this environment. So for me starting out, I was thinking about how do I track my baby's development? And that turned into thinking about how to leverage software to track child development in school and that led to, um, yeah, my pet project got out of hand. <laughs> I think of it. Well, and and that's what's so extraordinary. I think about your story is that most people can barely get it together to, you know, put their pants on one leg at a time and get back to a job that they were in. You, you know, dove head on into founding a tech company, which people say is is more than twenty four seven. It's just an explosively demanding. It was, thing to do. but I found I found that one I could set my own. I I dictated my own day. I could set my own meetings. I could for in the beginning anyway. Um, so I felt like I actually had control. I would actually bring my kids along with me to different things early on. So I mean, they came to the bank with me when I was setting up my first account, and you know, I'm That's giving great. them lollipops and coloring books, and um, so they were a Banks part of. Banks do have a supply of lollipops. Yeah, they're, I've they're noticed. good. <laughs> Maybe that's why. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's the that's the solution. So I was able to really in, incorporate, include them in a lot of my experiences early on. Um, even some of the conferences I would go to, you know, and also I should say I have a really supportive family. I mean, my in-laws and my parents, there were a number of people who, even if they weren't living nearby, there were just moments where people would step in and um, so I was very, very lucky to feel supported during the whole process, well, you too. You probably also were smart enough to ask for help. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seems like it's one of the biggest stumbling points for women. It's tough to ask for help, particularly with your kids. You feel like, I should be able to do everything. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's... Um, it is. It's a balancing act for everyone, and you know, some people have access to different resources. I was really fortunate too. Like my mother-in-law um, was someone who would come by sometimes, and she, you know, if I called her and said, "Hey, I have a meeting in New York," she would be the first one to come over um, and and try to help out. So, your initial company, which was children, a children's what? So we were we were helping um, early education programs, and then that led into K twelve and higher ed. We were basically helping teachers 
track what was happening in the classroom. So they could track um, how they were meeting key standards for accreditation. There's certain accrediting bodies that they needed to demonstrate that they um, had policies in place that uh, allowed for strong communication with families or um, had a good curriculum in place. So we gave them a software platform to track those things so they could demonstrate that to the accrediting person who would come in. And then it would also give them the ability to track what was happening with each child. So um, you could see, was someone developing their fine motor skills? Were they developing, you know, things according to whatever track they should be on? And it just gave them a framework to do that. So it was essentially an online portfolio. But that morphed into something in the publishing world, right? Yeah. It, it, like I said, everything. <laughs> <laughs> so so we, were, we were first targeting and working with um, teachers in that area in early childhood education and then saw that there was another opportunity. And a lot of our customers brought us along on that journey um, because we realized that a number of um, community colleges and universities that had teacher preparation programs also had early childhood centers. So there was some crossover there. And we realized that a lot of the things we were tracking for young children, while they weren't the same things you would track for higher ed students, the software capabilities were very similar. So that led into selling and working with um, higher education programs and then um, started working with, started thinking about how to go to the K-12 market. And that's when I was lucky enough to meet some folks from uh, Houghton Mifflin Harcourt. And well, you, you talk took off about from there. luck, but it's very clear that you also are just an idea machine. And you have that entrepreneurial drive. So what's what have you gotten from the 43% that really applies to women who don't necessarily have, you know, the startup skills or the big idea or, you know, to get the ball rolling, get them back, get them back and feeling settled in a work life? I think, you know, even if you're not, you know, entrepreneurial in like the sense of you're coming up with a new product or new, so there's always a challenge. There's always an opportunity that people can address. Um, like one of the women I interviewed recently who I found really inspiring, Erin um, Alarcon, she is, she was a partner at a law firm, very um math-minded, uh, logical person, and incredibly successful. And then her her youngest son um, has autism. And she decided, she knew she needed to create a different working mechanics for her life um, and created her own practice focused on mediation. So it wasn't, uh, you know, it's not a SaaS startup or a media company or something like that, but it is her own business. And it's based on skills that she has and unique, you know, unique qualifications that she has. So I think there's this opportunity to think about how to own your own your career path. Um, even if you don't feel that you're creative, I think everyone is creative. How, how do you address the, I think, legitimate fears of women who have left the workplace for several years and then feel like they've, they're they on a different track. So mm -hmm. the people that they were working with two or three years ago are now vice pre senior vice presidents, and they're going to be coming back in at a, at a different level. I think that's one of the things I'm most interested in is why people feel like they come in at a lower level. I mean, I know that if you've taken time out, you sometimes, there is, there's things that you've missed, right, potentially. But if you keep your skills up to date, you know, whatever they, whatever industry they're in, um, I don't think it has to be a step back. 
Um, I've just I've interviewed and hired so many women over the years now who have taken some time some time out and then had this big confidence gap where they'll say, "Well, I don't think I'm qualified for anything anymore. I think I could just get the coffee." And I'm like, <laughs> "But think and about are they, do they are they actually open with you that way? Do they just sort of lay their cards on the table and say, "My my confidence is at rock bottom?" Not necessarily in an in an interview process with me, but for people that I know who I, I've hired, some people that I've known from other experiences, um, or they've had shared these types of things after I've hired them or in other circles, and I just feel like um, it seems like w- women. Not to overgeneralize, but I see a pattern where women will say, I took some time off and I no longer see how the things I was doing at home relate. Therefore, I'm somehow unqualified for all these other things. And I, you know, I like to kind of stress and walk back and say, okay, but when you were home, if that's what you did, were you doing any other things? Were you working in volunteer situations? Were you managing tasks at home? Were you, you know, there, there's so many things that go with caregiving that I think actually translate really well to management that I like people to think about that. Um, because, I mean, I personally think my job with with my kids is not to uh, be command and control or make them a certain way. My job is to help kind of find what's what's best for them and help them on their path. And that's, I feel like I end up doing the same thing with people that work for me is how can I help you on your career path, you know, and find the next place for you. When we come back, we're going to talk more about the people who work for you. Okay. <laughs> Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula, berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Before the break, we were talking with Claudia Reuter about starting her own tech firm. Um, You are now with uh, Techstars, you're managing director of Techstars. Yeah. So you're helping other people do what you did. Yes. Um, And it's Techstars, I looked it up, it's a seed accelerator. I'm not in the tech world, so I don't even have any idea what a seed accelerator is. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. Techstars is an amazing place to work. And uh, Techstars is known as like the worldwide network that helps entrepreneurs succeed. Basically, when you're starting a company, as you know, it's it can be a very lonely road in the beginning, especially before you really have capital and a way to move your business forward. Um, and what uh, the founders of Techstars realized about 10 years ago was that if you could provide the right ingredients, if you could provide some capital, if you could also provide mentorship um, and access to people who have kind of been there, done that, you could, their thesis was that you could increase the odds of success for a startup um, because many startups just disappear, right, over time. And so um, the the idea was to create an accelerator where you bring a company in, uh, we bring in 10 companies at a time, and make an investment in them. We invest up to $120,000 and then surround them with high-quality mentors. So people ranging from academics to business folks to engineering experts and um, really help them hone in on, okay, what are they trying to do with their business? Can we consolidate the two years of early-stage chaos and struggle and try to push that into 13 weeks and really um, get to the core of what would make this company work and and really be successful. Um, And and I'm assuming you work with a lot of women, and and are you sort of biased because of your own experience toward women who are kind of transitioning out of maybe time that they spend at home or maternity leave, something like this? I mean, I don't think I'm biased towards women. I definitely... um, I think I'm very open to everyone coming in, and I'm Is certainly that different. Do you think from the attitude? Because that's that's not what I'm hearing. Yeah. is out there. Like I, I think open arms and lots of support for women. You know, who want to start up something in tech. Yeah, I think I think there's a lot of unconscious bias out there that, and if you look at the stats, I mean, the number of women who are able to raise venture capital just is nowhere near the number of men. Um, and so that's one thing that's been, I was really um, excited to join Techstars because they are making a statement about um, making sure that they evolve and become more inclusive. And um, I'm one of uh, other many other managing directors they've brought on in the last few years who are women. Um, and it's it's a really great opportunity. We also work with, um, I, I mean, I have a very 
uh, specific focus right now for my accelerator. I'm actually looking for to make investments in companies who are working in emerging technologies um, in the additive manufacturing and sustainable tech space for packaging. What is additive manufacturing? <laughs> it's uh, 3D printing. 3D printing for, for which, um, if you're familiar with, it was like, it came out. The 3D printing, I yeah. understand. Additive manufacturing <laughs> had me stumped as well. It's basically 3D printing for the industrial space. So 3D okay. printing at scale. And okay. um, it's not something anyone has really figured out yet. So there's a lot of opportunity there. Can you print cars? You you can print, um, there's different types of 3D printer, printing technologies out there or systems ranging from 3D printing ceramics to 3D printing metal to 3D printing um, different types of material. Um, and so people are really looking at how do they move from prototyping into things that are actually part of the commercial lifestyle. So people are looking at 3D printing parts for cars. Um, okay. And there's all sorts of interesting challenges to think about because, um, for example, if you're 3D printing metal, which everyone is excited about because that could go into planes and machines and all sorts of stuff, um, there can sometimes be a porosity issue. Or, and so you have to worry about how how strong that part is. So we're really, you know, it's this really unique time period to really meet with startups. Are you finding that there are a lot of women in that space? Well, it, what's really, what was really exciting to me this year in particular, we just closed our applications um, for our second year. I had actually a high, much higher percentage of women applicants than I expected to have. That's cool. Looking, like I looked at sort of my initial pipeline and looked at the different companies that were out there and then was really pleasantly surprised by the number of women founders who've been applying. So I'm super excited about it. Yeah. So weird question. Which yeah. As an employer, not necessarily someone in tech, but someone who hires people, if you have, and Jill, you were in this situation too, you'd have a woman leave to go have kids. You'd have to hire perhaps another woman to work mm. for those two years. And then the woman who had the kids wants to come back. What do you do? You can't fire the woman that you brought in because well, my original, experience, we never, you, you just know, keep we, everyone. No, <laughs> no, no. We had fill-ins if we could afford it for, you know, the three month leave that but we gave. But what if it's not a three month leave? You took about two, two years off, right? Three yeah. Years. But I mean, but I had formally quit at that yeah. point. So then you're then, out. And, yeah. So and then you're out. And that's, and that's the uphill battle, I think, that it's you're trying to... It's getting back in. To, yeah. Part of what you're trying to talk about in the 43% is it's so hard. The doors do close, I think, rather firmly. And, you know, one piece of advice that I used to give to women who worked for me and went out on maternity leave was, number one, I quietly, behind the scenes, worked out special deals for them coming back because I knew how hard it was going to be. Mm. And I saw in the first three months that we, three to six months, we would often lose people. They'd come back. And they just could not deal with the conflicted feelings. And we'd put so much effort and yeah. time into them. And I loved them as people. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to pretend it wasn't emotional for me. Um, and I just wanted them back so badly. So I would often say to them, you know, just between the two of us, you do what you have to do. FaceTime is not that important to mm -hmm. me. And when you come back, we'll say you're back five days don't come back five days, come back four days, come back half days, you know, don't come back in a way that is going to break your heart because you will eventually leave this mm. company if it breaks your heart to be here. And so we, you know, we tried to work out every side deal that we could, but we still lost some people. And, and I think that 
one of the things that I've come away with is is just trying to help uh, women dealing with this really tumultuous yeah. time by telling them, try to take the long view. Try to see this as something that will not last. And I think this goes back to back to what you were saying at the beginning. Like, yeah. You, it will only feel this hard for a short, relatively short in the scheme of things, mm-hmm. period of time. And, you know, your perspective will change so dramatically. I don't know, because I was listening to your podcasts, and one of your guests was talking about how she left work when her child was in middle school. Yes. Right? And so it there's a whole different set of needs that your child has as yeah. they get older. So I don't know that it will, I don't know that it always well, actually, gets easier. That, that's a piece of advice that someone gave me that was incredible when my kids were tiny and I was feeling all the feels mm-hmm. I'm talking about now. And she said, you know, you look at little tiny kids and you think they need you so much and how could you possibly be withdrawing yourself, you know, daily mm-hmm. to go to work? You ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> Your kids, you may find that the time when you need to step, take a step out from work is middle school or high school or when they're getting ready to go to college. You don't know mm. when they will need you most. And in some ways, babies' needs are the easiest to fill. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, you're the mom and you're going to be there, you know, the vast ma- the majority of the time. But I don't know what oh, you think about that. So, I mean, I think it's so interesting that you, you give people, like you empower people to feel that way and to feel, because I think that's a big part of it too, is just feeling safe at work and feeling that, you know, you're in a safe place to have feelings and explore all these different things. Um, but yeah, I think everybody's different. I think, and, and Linda was a great example of someone who was, I mean, just leaning in like to no end and leaned out for three years and then came back in. And, and, and she was super successful. Su- She'd super, worked at like incredible companies. Yeah. And, and um and so I just think every, every journey is different and every personal story is different. And so, um, I just hope that whether, like I said, whether someone stays in for 30 years and never looks up or, you know, people weave in and out, that they don't feel that weaving out for a little while meant they're somehow not as valued or not as, and I think it, you know, one of the other folks I was interviewing, Susan Meg Salmon, who uh, works on child development issues, you know, she brought up that she thinks part of the challenge here is that we as a society don't place enough value on child care. And if we placed more value on that, you know, like when people were up until I think just over 100 years ago, um, there was no such thing as an OBGYN, right? That was formally, it was mostly women in in the room when you were having the baby. And then it became a position that you would be educated for and go to school for and you became highly paid for and highly compensated for. And then it became a predominantly male. <laughs> and so I think, well, maybe there's an opportunity to think about how, how do we put more value on childcare so that it's a, a, a field that warrants higher pay and warrants... Uh, different types of people entering it as a field. Something to be explored. Yeah. (laughs) Claudia, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. If you want to know more about Claudia, check out her podcast, The 43%. Yes, it is so cool. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thanks, everyone listening. And thanks to our producer, Alicia Haywood. And uh, we'll be back with you all next time.
Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.